one on North Shore. Radio. It's ten. It's ten o'clock. There's one person on the phone call. Okay. So Welcome to handling today's consumers in real estate with your host Evan Russell, broker owner of ERA Russell Realty Group. He is a 10-year licensed broker who has successfully coached and trained over 500 agents and turned his independent brokerage into a $50 million company before joining one of the top real estate franchises, ERA. Evan delivers his real-world real estate experience to you, the real estate agent. You can follow Evan on the Twitter feed at WorkWithEvan using hashtag AskEvan. For all your questions, concerns, comments, ideas, or anything else real estate related. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Looks like my looks like my text message didn't go out this morning, huh? Hmm. Technical technical difficulties. So let me uh just hold on one second here. Let me send this message out real quick. Because people, uh, coaching call now. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I don't know. All right, here we go. How's the market, guys? How's the market? I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off by telling you that last year at this time, through my research in the town of North Reading, there was approximately 19 homes which I would say under agreement because you can't find active homes from a year ago. So let's say there's 19 homes under agreement. So if half the inventory is under agreement at any given time, that would put us with a with a amount of homes on the market at about 20. So right now in North Reading, if I do North Reading specifically, let me just redo my search here, I come up with 42, all right, 42 active listings, which in my opinion is double from what it was last year. So if I do under agreement and contingent, that brings you up with 28. So that means there's almost 70 homes in North Reading that are that have a yard sign in front of them. That is a ton. That is an absolute ton. So if I do 6-1-2017 slash to 6-30-2017, and we see how many homes closed last year, and I'll just pick June, for example, right? That's 28. So although the number of pendings and under contracts are similar, the inventory is much, 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 much larger. Now, if you combine the inventory at being double what it typically is, right, 20-ish versus 48-ish, and you take the interest rates that are basically 499 5%. I was with uh, Scotty Murph last night for the majority of the night. We were, you know, shooting the breeze a little bit. And we're talking about the interest rates, and, they, and everybody's advertising now 4.999, but essentially it's 5%. So for people who are in the real estate business, you know, a couple years ago, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10 years ago, 5% is still a good deal. I bought my first house at like 6.75 or something like that. So 5% is still, you know, reasonable. But for people who are looking at homes a year ago, year and a half ago, or some of these old leads that were working that were kicking it around, you know, two, three years ago, you know, going from 3% to 5% would appear to be a big deal. So if you take the amount of inventory that's on the market, you take the amount of buyers that are out there, which everybody says is, is down, our lead flows down a little bit, and you take the amount of choice and you take the interest rates, what's that spell? 
That spells doom, doom and gloom. That spells bad attitude. That spells there's too much inventory out there. There's not enough buyers. People don't want to buy a house because the interest rates are too high. That spells all this negative bullshit that you need to get out of your head today. So if you picked up the phone today at 10.04 and you dialed in and you listened to Evan and you wanted Evan to pump you up or give you some good coaching, what I'm going to tell you today is stop making freaking excuses, right? There are people still having babies. There are people still getting divorced. There are people still graduating college or school. There are people still getting married. And that what I will tell you as much as everything, and you guys will admit this, most of you, because it's the society that we live in, most people are payment buyers. They are not interest rate buyers. If you go to a car dealer, you don't say, well, I'm not paying more than 3%. You go to a car dealer and say, I want my car payment less than 500 bucks. Most people. Some savvy people say, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm the bottom line of the car and this, that, and the other, and you know, I'm not paying this, that, and they get stuck on the schematics and long-term savings versus short-term cash or whatever. But the majority of the world are payment people. They are payment-driven buyers. doesn't matter if the interest rate is 4 or 5%. Some people in today's market don't even, didn't even realize they were 3%, or more importantly, what that even means to them. What does 3% actually mean? What does 17% APR really mean? It doesn't mean 17% a month, right? It means 17% on an annual percentage yield, right? Annual percentage rate. So you gotta stop. You gotta stop saying, "Geez, the inventory's high, the market sucks," right? The market is back to normal, right? The market is going back to to a market. Let me give you something else here, real quick. You are salespeople by profession. You're realtors by trade, which means you have a salesmanship mentality. You want to sell people homes or you want to sell somebody's home. You are a salesperson. You can't walk into Jordan's Furniture where last week they had 0% for six years and this year it's not and tell them, it's oh, it's a terrible time to buy. Last month you should have came in here. We had no interest for five years. Now – you know, the Red Sox special isn't around anymore, and you've got to pay, you know, your normal percentage rate on the card. Do you think people all of a sudden then stop buying couches? No. What has to happen? The salespeople need to step up a little bit, and they need to continue to push on why it's a good time for them to buy, why it's a good, you know, these are good inventory and good houses, and why having choice is a good thing, right? Competition always breeds success. Right, having a competitive market is always better off in the long run than having just a, a, a free-for-all buyer market, excuse me, seller market that we just kind of came out of. Put the house on the market. A week later, someone comes in, gives you over full price, waves the home inspection. You know that's just not that's just not good business, right? Waving a home inspection, giving somebody you know way more than what they want. Or putting the house on the market and getting full price in a weekend and thinking, well, gee, I, I priced it too low. That's just greed, right? And that doesn't, that doesn't help anybody. Maybe it helps the seller in the short term because they cash out. But what I'm trying to tell you here is, yes, there's 42 homes in the market in North Reading when there's usually 20. Yes, there's 30 multifamilies in Malden where there's usually 10 or 12. Yes, the house, the multifamilies in Medford aren't selling for a million dollars in five minutes like they used to 
you know, a little bit, a little bit of time ago. Okay, but you can't stop. You can't just put your head in the sand and be like, oh, the interest. Honestly, the if I hear anything about the interest rates again, I'm going to throw up. It's the way it is. It's the way it is. It's a balanced economy, right? Three percent is too low. It's too low. Now you're thinking, Evan, gee, you're sounding very Republican or you're sounding very, you know, corporate or, uh, um, you know, uh, political. But a balanced and fair market when there's a good amount of inventory and a good amount of choice is good for everybody, right? What you have to do is you have to figure out a way to separate your house, your ability, your buyer agent skills, your, your scripts and dialogues to separate yourself from the rest of the world and tell people in your salesmanship way that it's okay to buy a house and the interest rates are what they are. And you have to be willing. And I said this to my own seller this weekend. So I heard a couple of things over the last couple of weeks, right? I know I'm coming on strong today, but that's okay. If you don't like it, you can hang up. It's okay. I understand. Right? But I heard something, uh, you know, a couple of things the other day, and uh, you know, last week or so, it's been bugging me and kind of holding on to me. Something along the lines of, you know, I do have business. And I do, and I had, the reason why I have business is because I do exactly what I tell you to do. I practice exactly 100% what I preach. I sponsor, I mail, I, I 1%, I network, I market, I go out, I tell people who I am, and that breeds business. I do exactly what I tell you guys to do. So as much as I, as I say to you, I'm not a competing broker, in those, in those terms, it's, I'm not looking for the lead. I'm not out you know, trying to, to win you over. I don't want to be the best salesperson in the, in the office. I want you guys to be. But I think a good leader demonstrates what right looks like. And I'll tell you, of the business that I have, I told my seller the other day, and I told one of our teammates here, the first person to drop the price right now is the one that's going to get the action. The person who's going to sit on their laurels and say, no way, my house is worth six I'm not dropping it a penny. That's what, you know, that, those are the ones that are going to sit on the market, right? You have to be flexible. As Carol told us a long time ago, right, this market is fluid. It moves around, ups and downs, highs and lows, goods and bads, right? And of those goods and bads, the first person or the first seller to realize that we're more in a balanced market, we're in a more competitive market, buyers have choice. I, there's probably 15 split-level houses for sale in North Carolina now, probably 15. One's not any better than the rest of them. One of them have pool, one of them doesn't. One of them's got fireplaces, one of them doesn't. One of them's on a corner, one of them doesn't. One of them is in a, a village, one of them's not. One of them's, they're all the damn same, right? What we have to do is we have to realize that there's choice out there and figure out a way on how to separate ourselves and separate the marketing. And I can tell you the first way to do that with everything, just like the 1%, is with price. Price isn't always the problem, but it sure as hell always the solution, right? Money solves everything for the most part. In this coaching term, it solves everything. And the first seller or sellers that realize that they're no longer in a seller market, the buyers have choice. The buyers want to feel like they're getting a deal. Their spending power is down a little bit. Obviously, if the interest rate's higher, their monthly payment or their debt-to-income ratio changes so they can spend a little less. What you could afford at 3% is not what you could afford at 5%. It's basic economics, basic math. So while I could buy 620 at 3%, I can't buy 620 at 5%. 
So what has to happen? The sellers have to be a little more flexible. They have to they have to realize the market they're in, or they can sit on the market and watch everybody else go under agreement, right? Or the buyers could say, or the or the buyer agents could say, "Gee, five percent. Oh, geez, the interest rates are up," and they get all mopey and mopey and and, and bumming about it. And what's a buyer? What's the buyer going to do? They're going to go find a positive attitude, a positive somebody, somebody who can relate to them. They're going to convince them or sell them or tell them or explain to them why they should continue to move on with their plans and not be held back by what they perceive the interest rates and what the payment to be different. Okay, the interest rates aren't going back down to 3%. They're just not. Whether it's a Trump problem, whether it's a, whether it's a Democratic, Republican, whatever the problem is, they're not going back to 3%. Not anytime soon. They've creeped their way up for the last whatever. So here's, the, here's my last point I want to make to you. Right, this 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 marketing that I see on a regular basis from not so much our group, but from others outside. Right, there's a whole and I said this before, and I learned this from a from a, a trainer. There's a whole lot of you know ordinary out there. There's not very much extraordinary. Right, there's an agent in town who says, oh, you know, that's all I do is all oh, you buy or sell and call me, call me, call me. Why don't you give me a reason to call you? Why? Because you put a three ninety nine house under agreement in a day that makes you special, right? Give me a reason to call you, right? Give me a reason why I should work with you, because I have just as many choices in real estate agents as I do in houses. I have just as many choices of mortgage lenders as I do as attorneys. I could use any one of fifty lenders that'll probably give me the same rate. But why should I stick with you, Mister Lender? Why should I work with you, Mister Buyer Agent? If you leave them a voicemail, why should they call you back? Oh, hey, it's Evan from Russell Realty Group. I got your information. Hey, give me a call. If you see something you like, give me a call. Okay. Is that going to prompt somebody to call us back? No. All right, so let me not digress. Here's my point. There's never been a better time to buy, right? We've, we've said this a million times. Never been a better time to sell. Never been a better time to buy, right? The best time for someone to buy is what makes sense to them, is the time that makes sense to them, whether they're they're halfway through a pregnancy. They're halfway through getting ready to get married. They're halfway through a divorce. They're halfway through their kids getting ready to go to college or come home from college or, or bringing their in-laws to live with them or whatever the five familial changes are. That's what makes sense to somebody. It's never been a better time to buy is an individual preference. And they're not going to buy their dream home. They're going to buy the best home or the home that makes the most amount of sense, which is on the market at the time they're looking. It's a big crock of bullshit that people buy their quote-unquote dream home it might be a dream to own a house but nobody lives in their dream home it just doesn't it doesn't happen that way so if you go back to the inventory at 42 active homes in north reading right we have to figure out a way to make our house or your house or the listing or a listing stand out and what are the ways we do that we market it to the best of our abilities we have professional pictures our price is aggressive our commission is fair we answer the phone. It's easy to show, right? It's clean. You know, we're, we're kind and we're nice to the buyer agents. We have open houses. We do everything that we know how to do to make it easy for people to come in and buy our house. Now, I'm coaching myself here because I've got two listings that aren't going anywhere either. And I've got one at under 500 and I've got one over 600. I'm in both markets at North Reading. I've got the under fives and the over sixes. And I can tell you which house is getting the action, 
right? Which house do you think it is? It's the under five. Maybe because it's the interest rates. Maybe someone with a five or $600,000 budget now has got to pay 5% and their spend goes down to, to sub five. But that's the home that's getting the traffic, and even that traffic is light. So what do I do to separate my house from the other houses? You put on showing time. You make it easy. You're, you're very clear and upfront with your sellers. Listen, there's a lot of choice right now. There's not a lot of action right now. That's okay. It wasn't like it was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, right, where you put a, a sign in the yard and any idiot could sell a house. It takes true passion to be successful in real estate right now. It takes true passion. It takes true determination, and you have to educate yourself, and you have to be willing to do the things that other people aren't, which may be convince your seller to do a price reduction. Oh, I never thought I'd have to do a price reduction. There are people out there, I won't get into it on the call because the call is recorded, but if you want to hear a story, we can have a conference call. It's not recorded. But there is some shady shit that's going on in the North Reading marketplace, right? There is some very shady stuff. I could probably give you three examples of what I can see, probably four, of what I can see in this market of houses that have gone on the market and gone under agreement, expired, relisted, gone under agreement, and a variety of other things that just say shade, that just don't say fair market. So the people and the, buy, and the buyer agents and the sellers and the listing agents and the real estate agents that have the inventory, the inventory meaning the listings and or the buyers, or they have a captive audience, somebody who's willing to buy with them, right? Those are the ones that are being successful because they've been working with folks for a period of time, waiting for the right thing to come on, giving them the right marketing, stay in touch with them, not just relying on a drip, Right, but actually communicating with your client as to how you best can help them. The buyers aren't picking up the phone and saying, gee, will you take me? I'm pre-approved. Let's go. That market has passed. Put on the market all offers on Tuesday. That market has passed, at least in the short term. I can't imagine it getting better over the next four or five months through the winter months. I can't imagine that. And I, and I, and I scratch my head. I know I'm going over my time here. I know I scratch, I scratch my head and I think, there's 48 homes for sale in North Reading. Where the hell were these people in June? Where were these people in June when, the, when there were more buyers out there and the rate's a little lower? What, what are they thinking about putting their house on the market? Now, of course, there are reasons for that. People buy new construction. People get divorced. People get married. People, you know, get laid off. People go out of town. Their jobs get transferred. They, they get pregnant. They have a baby. They, they you know, lose a family member, they, they gain, you know, in-laws, whatever the case is. But where are these 48 or these 25 extra houses, where were they in June when we really needed them? And the buyers were getting discouraged and said, oh, gee, there's nothing out there. But if I hear, and I am being aggressive here, if I hear there's never been a better time to buy or the inventory is still low, one more time I'm going to vomit. Because you can do the research in any town and see that the inventory is up. There is not a shortage of inventory right now. And it's not even a shortage of good inventory. Like I said, if I want a split house in North Reading, I, could, I have 10 choices. And they're all within fifty dollars or $60,000 of each other. Let's say five fifty dollars to six fifty, dollars I can get a split in North Reading. I can get in any one of the three elementary school districts. Right? So let me tell you this. Let me, let me finish with this. Do you know your market as much as I just rattled off the North Reading market? 
do you understand Malden, Medford, Melrose, Revere, Hyde Park, wherever you are? Do you know the market as much as I can rattle off the, the market statistics in North Reading? No. How can you prove to your buyer agent or seller agent that you're the right person to work with? So here's what's going to happen. You're not. You're not. So you're going to stop trying. So you're going to sit there and you're going to continue to wait for the inbound phone call, which is never going to come. Or your sister or your brother is going to call you and you say, hey, I'm thinking about buying a house. And you're going to say, how are the interest rates? You're going to say, oh, the interest rates are five. They're going to say, ugh, five, ugh. Oh, maybe I'll just keep renting 5%. I can't believe that. But do they know what the actual difference in a payment between 3% and 5% really is? Does it make that much of a difference at 300000 Or does it make that much of a difference at 900000 What is the actual difference between a 3.75% rate and a 4.9999%, which let's call it 5 What's the difference in monthly payment? Is it 30 bucks? Is it 50 bucks? Is it 100 bucks? I would suggest getting with your favorite lender and finding that out so you have the answer. So the next person, someone, next time someone comes to you and says, oh, gee, it's 5%, instead of saying, oh, I know, it's 5%, you say, yeah, it's only an extra 30 bucks a month. Go to, go to Panera Bread one less time a month. Get breakfast out one less time a month. Buy one less six-pack of beer. Go to one less movie. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the case is, learn how to flip and sell it. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you last point here. I've been doing this business a long time, right, as I consider a long time. If I'm 42 and I've been doing it 13 years, I've been doing it 25% of my life. I've been selling and coaching and, and, and working this real estate arena, right? I can't tell you that I've seen the markets go up and down, up and down, but I can tell you this. I've sold homes in Pennsylvania. I've sold homes in New Jersey. I've sold homes in North Jersey, which is a whole different state entirely. I've sold homes in New Hampshire. I've sold homes in Massachusetts. Right? All different style of homes, all different types of people, with all different types of interest rates, with all different types of reasons. The fundamental problem or the fundamental, uh, uh, you know, what I'll say is, is not problem. The fundamental thing the same is you're working with people. You're working with people. And it's our job as an agent. An agent, by definition, is guiding, helping, encouraging, putting someone on the right path. An agent, by definition, is, is supporting, consulting, and selling and telling on why a seller needs to do a price reduction, why their home might not be getting any action, why a buyer should still go out and, and purchase a home, why the difference between a 3%, a 4%, or 5% rate, what exactly that means to them. And, oh, by the way, can you shop around? Maybe you put a little more money down. Maybe the interest rate doesn't matter. Maybe you do a conventional version FHA. Maybe the interest rate doesn't matter. you got to have those scripts and dialogues, guys. you got to know how to talk to people. We're salespeople. I know I'm soapboxing it hardcore today, and it may offend some people, but that's okay. Right? I think, I, I think coaching needs to be tough every once in a while. But you have to take a, a big look inside and determine, what can I do? Where's the next piece of business going to come from? Instead of saying, gee, the sky is falling because there's so much inventory out there, and where are the buyers, and where are the traffic, and where are this, where are that? Where the hell do you think they are? I'll tell you where they are. They're at Smollett Farms apple picking with their family. That's where they are. Right, because that's where I was, and that's where you would like to be. That's where they're doing. That's what they're doing. They don't want your phone call. Right? They want your they want your guidance, and they want you when they're ready to when they're ready to communicate with you. And when they're ready to communicate with you, that's when you need description dialogue. That's when you have to be dialed in. That's when you're on. As Nicole said a few weeks ago, you need to be on when others are off. 
and you have to be able to tell your sellers that aren't getting the action that they need to get, this is why. This is what's happening. And you have to tell the buyers, well, why is the inventory so high, right? Why are there 48 homes to choose from? And last month there was 21, right? You have to be able to explain that in whatever mature, educated way you can. The difference between a part-time agent and a full-time agent is not based on production, number one, but number two, it's based on industry knowledge. If you sound like a, if you sound like a part-time agent, then they're going to be viewed as a part-time agent and not going to want to work with you. I could go on and on. I won't. I won't. I'll stop it here. I'll use my self-discipline and, and stop it at 24 minutes past. So, guys, the market has shifted, right? We have to shift with it. Scripts, dialogues, proper coaching, proper assessment of what's going on is going to get you a long, long way. All right? I see a couple people have dropped off. If I've offended you or I've come on too strong or whatever, I apologize. Feel free to give me a call, give me a text, give me an email, whatever you like, and we can talk about it further. But, uh, you know, we've got to be dialed in and we've got to be prepared, guys. Welcome to Handling Today's Consumers in Real Estate with your host, Evan Russell, broker-owner of ERA Russell Realty Group. He is a 10-year licensed broker who has successfully coached and trained over 500 agents